Now, we're all trying to be more eco-conscious. Some of us are eating less meat, cycling more and trying to ditch the single-use plastic. But if you're someone who menstruates, i.e. most women, it's likely your time of the month is taking its toll on the planet too. As part of News Talk Goes Green, with thanks to SSE Electricity, Ireland's largest provider of 100% green energy. Our reporter Sarah Madden has been looking into the environmental cost of your monthly visit and she joins me in studio now. Hello, Sarah. How are you? Hello. Good. Thank you. This is a really, really good one to look into because as a woman, I, I, I am a conscious consumer. And when I read this statistic, I mean, I'm 43. And when I read that any sanitary product that I had used since I got my first period of 13 is still in landfill somewhere that it hasn't decomposed, I was shocked. Mm, this yeah. is a serious offender when it comes to the planet. It totally is. And I think the first thing to point out is that periods themselves aren't bad for the environment. Of course, they're extremely natural. And um, I think what we need to think about when it's periods, it's not the periods, but the products themselves that we're using that are the big offender here. So um, we only started using disposable period products about 100 years ago or so. Before then, I think it was like you know, grass, paper or whatever you can get your hands on. Or the red tent. Apparently there was a red tent. And if you were living like in a tribe, all the women would just gather together and there'd be a bit of a fire and like chats. And I think I'd be into that. Yeah, exactly. No, I'd be into that as well. (laughs) I think originally when they came about, it was, um, I think the World War actually, there was a lot of these sort of surgical bandages left behind and women started using those. That was in the 1920s. And then um, in the 1930s or so, tampons came along. But... Since then, as you say, most women are using these uh, disposable products as opposed to dancing around in a tent. So the average woman will probably get through eleven to 17,000 sanitary products in their lifetime, which is not the the exact same as the 100 tampons per period that NASA thought Sally Ride might need, but it's still a huge amount of waste. And I chatted to Geraldine Carton, who's co-founder of Sustainability Collective, the Useless Project, and she told me a little bit more about these sort of problematic stats. 90% of all sanitary products are made from plastic, and that means they're not biodegradable. Even tampons, it, it might just look like cotton wool, but actually the applicator is more often than not made from plastic, and the pull string is also braided with plastic. And then, of course, the average pack of pads has the same amount of plastic as four plastic bags. In Ireland alone, more than 200,000 tonnes of period product waste goes to landfill every year, and then globally, that turns more into 100 billion period products being thrown away, ending up in our seas and oceans and beaches. Considering how the average menstruating person has their period for over 2,500 days of a lifetime, buying an environmentally friendly option is definitely a great way to make a dent in any kind of a negative impact you might be having at the world. Wow, 100 billion period products getting disposed of yearly is a fairly astronomical number. Mm. And another stat I always found quite shocking was when you're being taught about your cycle, that they say it's an egg cup a month. And I mean, I know everybody's different, but I don't know what size the egg cup would need to be. And obviously... We can't all dance around in the red tent. You know, we're working women now, we're busy women, we want to be out and about and using sanitary products gives you freedom and gives you comfort. 
So are there more environmentally friendly products on offer? How can we navigate this? Yeah, so there definitely are. So there's two categories. I would say there's like the ultimate game changers and then there's sort of old dogs, new tricks. So that's kind of like, you know, your tampons and your pads, they look very conventional. They look the same, but they're made from organic materials, um, bamboo, sometimes sugar cane, which is interesting. Uh, but those obviously do, they're not compostable, but they biodegrade. The other section are these um, sort of real new products that want to sort of revolutionize the market. And to learn a bit more about those, I went down to Reusey, which is this sort of haven of sustainability in Fox Rock, to meet with Pat O'Kane. She's a sustainability guru down there, and she took me through some of those options. We have reusable pads and panty liners. They are washable. They're made from fabric, usually organic cotton, which is, again, very environmentally friendly. We have, obviously, the menstrual cup. They are a silicone-based product that you insert as if you would a tampon. It stays in there, collecting your blood. You're washing them with water and soap. Once you've finished, pour boiling water on them and use them again. And then, of course, we have the menstrual pants, period pants, whatever you call them. They are a fantastic way to go through your period. They're very comfortable. They just feel like underwear, but they are there to absorb, obviously, your flow and, you know, avoid inconvenient leakage. Once you are done with either your pants or your pads, you're going to just soak them in water, remove, what I say, the rough, and then you just pop them into your wash machine. That is that. Super simple. I'm looking at these two products here. These are pants that Bridget Jones would be very proud of but I mean I think comfort is key I'm I'm all for for comfort and they're not I mean they don't look like after you have a baby you have to wear pants and like these are actually nicer than than them um would, would have you tried one of these well, um, I actually did for as part of this report, but it's interesting what you say there about comfort. Um, I think that's sort of key for myself as well. And it would be for a lot of women, but we're also every day bombarded with these sort of climate messages and we have that at the fore. So I think there's a bit of a disconnect when it comes to, um, I suppose, climate change and periods. And I was trying to figure out why it was that more women aren't going for these options. So I decided to hit the street with my microphone and I brought along that moon cup. And I wanted to find out what people were using, what they knew about these newer products and like why they hadn't been on board the bandwagon just yet. So what are the period products that you use? I just mainly use pads, tampons, really, that's all. I can usually get away with just using panty liners. It's too long ago since I had my period. (laughs) I wondered if you knew of any sort of eco-friendly period products on the market now. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I don't. (laughs) Are menstrual cups eco-friendly? I know about the cup. This is a menstrual cup. Oh, Jesus Christ, it's like a baby soother. I don't know. Are they using them now, are they? Jesus Christ. Have you ever seen a pair of period pants? No, I don't think so. What do you reckon these might be? Uh, Bridget Jones's knickers. <laughs> okay, what do you think would put you off this product or others like it? I think people want to make that choice. It's just that they don't know where to find the product. Yeah, I don't think it's available, readily available everywhere. The ease of access and then price as well, because it's a thing that's expensive anyway. So it's like if you go for the eco-friendly one as well, it's even more expensive. I just wouldn't think they'd be very hygienic. Obviously, smell and just how actually effective they are. Yeah, and I, I, I understand all of the concerns. It's just a very different way to what we're used to, but we are going to have to adapt our behaviours, aren't we, when it comes to acting against climate change. And what I have heard about disposable panty liners or the moon cup or the period pants even, is that you get used to it and the idea and the preconceived notions you have in your head 
it's actually not that bad once you get going. Yeah, I think so. And it's funny, I actually put up on my Instagram story the other day just trying to figure out who my followers are using these sort of products. And everyone that got back told me um, that they had been using them, that they were obsessed with them, that they would never go back. Actually, one of my friends told me um, that the Moon Cup had changed her life. (laughs) But she's a bit of an exaggerator. So look, we'll take that with a pinch of salt. So uh, it seems that the only people who um, are uncomfortable about the products are those who haven't actually tried them. So as one of those people, I decided to try them myself. And we don't see them either on our supermarket shelves. I mm. think that's one of the, the issues. You have yeah. to really go and seek them out. There are incredible companies like Reuso, who you, who you spoke to there. But you, you nearly kind of have to go online or you have to go that one step further and pay that little bit extra until it becomes more mainstream. Yeah, I, I think so. Um the uh, girls that I talked to and the women on the street as well, access was a big um, issue for them. Obviously, we heard about efficacy and cost and that sort of thing as well. Um, but I think, as you say, you know, if you're um, having a, a period for as many years as you have had in your life, like cost is always going to be a factor as part of it. I don't know if you know the stat or not, but apparently some women will spend almost 21 grand on their period in their lifetime. Wow. Uh, And that's why period poverty is also such an important topic because some people can't get access to it and we all absolutely deserve it. So tell us about your experimental time. Thank you for going to these lengths for us. (laughs) Was your life changed by these period pants? So I'd say um, of the products, of all of the ones that I tried, so I did try those um, reusable pads by this great brand. They're called Imvimsy, uh, Swedish. Uh, I tried the menstrual cup by Two Sisters. And then I also tried the period pants there by um, Wuka. They were probably my favorite, I would say. Um, because I think probably like a lot of other women out there, I've got half of my underwear drawer destroyed with like leakages that I wasn't expecting. So just for the sake of, you know, my Victoria's Secrets alone, I would stick with the period pants for sure. Okay, amazing. And are they expensive? What kind of price difference are we talking? Well, they're expensive up front. Um, so, I mean, you can get a packet of pads for maybe two euro tampons, more like four euro, right? Um, but if you calculate that, you know, across a year, that might come to about 135, depending on, you know, the woman and what her flow is and what brand she's going for. So if you're to buy, let's stick with the cup for a second. Um, it's about 25 to 30 euro, but it'll last 10 years. So if you compare the prices of someone who's using, say, disposable pads uh, with someone who's using a menstrual cup. Um, if you make that switch over a decade, you'll save about €1,400, Euro, which obviously you can put to savings or, you know, an environment, environmentally friendly Stella McCartney handbag, something like that. <laughs> and you're saving the planet, which is absolutely priceless or doing your part anyway. What about what some of the women said there that you spoke to, the concern around the hygiene factor? Yeah, well... When hygiene comes into it, I think we're thinking of smell is probably one realistically for a lot of women. Um, But when I spoke to Pat O'Kane about that specific concern, she kind of put my um, my mind to rest a little bit. What she had to say was that a lot of the conventional products like the tampons and the pads, because um, of the chemicals that are used to keep them smelling fresh, they can actually be worse for, let's say, the climate of your vagina. So they can actually have a detrimental impact on the smell in that way. And also there's bleaches and things which aren't very good for you. But I think what's interesting to note is that 
products like these actually boomed during the pandemic, which is a time I think we've never been more interested in personal hygiene and concerns around hygiene. Um, so Pat O'Kane at Reusey, she told me she'd had about a 200% increase in interest in these sort of products, which is remarkable, but not when you consider that people were working from home. So if I think one of the things that stops people using products like these as well is that they do have concern over like, you know, if I'm in an office and, you know, the 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 cup that I'm using isn't working, am I going to have period blood on my pants or whatever? But if you're working from home and that happens, there's no big deal. So people were able to experiment. And to go back to your point about, you know, they're not on supermarket shelves. Well, they will be very soon. Like this is an industry that was worth about a billion 30 years ago. And now next year, they think it'll be worth about 34 billion. So uh, that's going to give women lots of options, but it's also brilliant for female entrepreneurship because this is an area where a lot of the companies in it, uh, such as Two Sisters, where I used their um, cup, they're female founded and women owned. So it's a great way for women to kind of uh, make... I suppose, green out of their red. I like it. <laughs> and uh, even things like the, the the cup, you kind of think, oh my God, is it a bit gross? I'm going to be like rinsing this out in the sink. But really, when you when you actually think about it, I know there's plenty of people that don't really want to give it that much thought. The current hygiene products, it's not that pretty either. Mm. What you're using, your sanitary product, like none of it is, is, is pretty. It's just something that needs to be done. But in the same way as that there's different offerings when it comes to toilet paper, it's just a necessary part of life mm. and we can do it in a more sustainable way. Yeah, especially because I think a lot of the products that are there now at the moment, they almost half shame you. I mean, like um, especially when it comes to odour, let's say, like one of the biggest concerns women have around products like these is that there'd be some sort of an odour, but like it's just a natural smell, do you know? I mean, like I don't mean to be gross about it, but you shouldn't be going around smelling perfume down there all the time anyway. Yeah, I know when you said the pH of your vagina, I'm sure that's not a line you ever thought you'd say when you took up your job here at News <laughs> it's Talk. It's been an interesting career so far. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Nick's World. Oh yeah, so this is a really interesting brand. Um, it was started by um, an Irish woman. So there's a couple of different Irish companies now in this realm. Um, go girls. Uh, and this particular lady, she's a, she's a mum, she's a barrister, she's a nurse, and now she's founded this company. And I think it's a really good example of not just um, using products like these to better the environment, but to really address what a woman's menstrual cycle, what impact that might have on her life and um, how we can uh, help women out in these sort of circumstances. So her name is Ellie Loftus. I had a quick chat with her the other day um, and uh, it was really enlightening. I am a mother of two girls. I'm a nurse by background. I just really could see the fallout and the attrition rate of girls out of sport in particular. And that's very concerning. And a lot of it has got to do with periods. And then I looked at the Plan International study where you look at girls from the age of 12 to 18 and over 55% saying they were embarrassed by their period, 61% saying that they missed school because of it and 81% saying that they couldn't concentrate at school. I mean, this is 2021. How is our girls feeling like that about their period, the most natural thing in the world? I'm trying to bring these products to market much cheaper because I have two daughters that I want them to be able to go to school and that they don't worry about leaking the wellness part and really encouraging girls to stay in sport in particular is a huge motivation behind Nick's World. I love that and I do think it's really important and I 
have two kids and when you when you are a parent you're very rarely allowed in the bathroom on your own they follow you absolutely everywhere yeah. and I have always been very open about it and I remember being in school and hiding my tampon up my sleeve as I went to the bathroom and I went to an all-girls school I mean mm-hmm. what are we hiding it's something that's happening it's out there you mean yes you're going to sort yourself out in private but still, we should be able to openly talk about the issues around it and some of the products that can be there to help you and help the environment. So which of these that you tried out do you think you're going to use again? Well, I suppose just coming from someone who usually uses tampons, um, they're reusable pads. They're actually really lovely. They're really soft, but I'm just not really used to those sort of products. So if you are someone who uses disposable um, period pads, then definitely try the reusable ones. This cup is lovely. It's really soft and nice. Um, I had tried one by a company called Moon Cup, and I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they're yeah. a big, big player in the area. And I found that one really difficult. I thought it was really hard and it just wasn't fitting right. And that's actually made by men. And the cup I tried this time is made by women. So you can really see sort of why it's beneficial to have women in this area. But that's a great option. But as I said before, the the period pants, no question. Um I have one pant here, but you might need maybe two or three different ones throughout your period. They come in loads of different sizes. They don't all look like granny knickers. Some of them are briefs. Some of them are kind of bikini style. And you can even get yourself a nice thong. So I'd say that's the one that I will keep in my wardrobe. Amazing. Well, I think the more we talk about climate change, the better. And the more we talk about very normal, natural things that we've just created stigma around, the better. So you have hit both Beautifully, Sarah, thank you so, so much. Thanks for having me. Alive and kicking on News Talk.